0: This podcast is brought to you by Yostmark Mountain Equipment, offering expert advice on gear for powder in the backcountry, located at the corner of Ski Hill Road and 3rd Street in Driggs, and by Three Rivers Ranch Outfitters, offering winter trip planning services and selling gear from Patagonia, Orvis, Hatch, Rio, Sims, and more, located at 76 North Main Street in Driggs.
1: You're listening to Get Out the Podcast from the Teton Valley News, I'm Scott Stunts. On today's episode, I talk to two people. One is Wade Kaufman, president of Skyliners Motor Club, and the other is Jackson native and Teton Valley resident Michelle Nicholson. Wade obviously is a snowmobiler, while Michelle uses her snow machine to get to backcountry areas to ski. We talk about why there was a divide between skiers and snowmobilers, and how that divide shrank, and how this one area of life can be an example for other cultural divides here in Teton Valley. Well, let's get started. The two groups... I guess why was why was there a divide back in back in the the 80s or you know maybe not that far back but
2: i'd say in the 80s or 90s is really when the division uh come about was purely for the reason of you know snow and bills are loud i mean there's no way twos about it i mean it's loud and obnoxious and uh you know two-stroke smoke um and so that is offensive to some people uh, the smoke but not only that most i think offensive thing was the noise and so when the snowmobile evolved and started to head into the mountains deeper into the mountains with the evolution uh supporting it um it it was a a truly van or offensive to individuals because of the sound um but the one thing that uh, i think is it's mis uh, misaligned, and that is that uh, the snowmobiler loves the outdoors every bit as much, and or more, you know, basically even it just as much as someone out there skiing. Because um, there's nothing more exhilarating. I mean, because we like to go to the top of the ridge or top of the mountain and the vista, and uh, we love the mountain because we're all outdoorsmen ourselves. I mean, we hunt, we fish, we respect. Uh, you know the outdoors, um, but our definition of respect, I think, kind of is the thing right there. I think that's where it's lost in translation.
1: Because I think if you want to chime in on this too, Michelle, I think maybe the the division and the attraction come from the bolt come from the same place. Because you know you're trying to get to the backcountry, and you're both trying to you know both groups were trying to experience it. It's just that the way they experienced it was different, and is that kind of maybe the the genesis of that sort of divide?
0: There, I mean when we are using the snowmobiles to ski um, we still get bad looks from people who are skinning up the mountain instead uh, even though sometimes we offer <laughs> to bump them up um, they don't want to be involved with it and that's fine that's their choice they're out there to, more for the physical activity we we want the adrenaline that we get from having the motor under us, and the adrenaline from skiing also, which we get. It's just a very, very different type of high. Riding the snowmobile and, and the skiing, it's just a little bit more intense with the the snowmobile.
1: I think that that intensity is probably something that you can identify with, because that was, you know, one of the reasons why you said you sort of enjoyed the sport.
2: Absolutely. It's, it's all about adrenaline. It's all about uh, the, the quick, uh, spontaneous decision in a crucial moment, death-defying. I mean, there's definitely times in skiing that can become death-defying. and I mean, I've skied my whole life, and so I know that there's risk in every sport. And so it just matters about, you know, it's, whether it's apples or oranges is really how, it, how I look at it. I mean, it's, it's still the same, serves the same purpose. But it's just a different avenue, a different color. Do you sort of agree with that?
0: I would, yeah, definitely. I feel like if people who were so against it gave it a try, they would be quite surprised with how they might like it. And it is pretty, it's not evasive on the environment when you're looking at the difference between four-wheelers and and snowmobiles. Um, We don't really leave much behind with the snowmobiles, um, besides fumes, but we leave those behind every day when we hop in our car and drive. So, I mean.
1: Absolutely. You know, we were talking that, Wade, you were saying before that, you know, kind of started with ranchers and and things like that, and that divide has lessened, I think, maybe as people realize that the reasons why people do, you know, all these activities is kind of the same, even if they have different avenues to get to it. And I think maybe the population of the valley, I mean, definitely the population of the valley has been changing. And has that sort of played into any divide or lack of divide between, the different user
2: groups over the years? I think it's played in huge uh, for the divide, and it's played in significantly for the coming back to center base. Um, You know, the original divide was, you know, the economy was bad. I mean, back in the 80s, and things weren't really evolving, and uh, Driggs has always been behind the eight ball, behind Jackson. Jackson always flourished, you know, that was a big boom back in the 80s, and then the 90s was was hugely significant. And so the agricultural here, and then uh, everybody started realizing, hey, you know, Jackson's too fast-paced, but I want to live in the greater Yellowstone area. Driggs is a great option, plenty of recreation. So people started moving here. Uh, Farmers and ranchers started realizing that, hey, I can sell my property and make a pretty good chunk of change because the potato crops were horrible last year and grains going down the toilet. And so I'm going to start selling on some land. And so I think that created the vision because then, They started realizing that, oh, well, it's a snowball effect. Once you kick it off the side of the hill, can you stop it? Can you stop it from getting bigger? Not really. And so I think it just evolved into what it was, and that was a division. Because then people started moving in here from back east or California or wherever they come from, from these larger cities, to get away from the populated life. And then that's what created And then they come in with ideas and things and started you know free speech voicing those opinions up and then all these ranchers and country folk back here started getting offended thinking that don't you push your ideas on me and I think that's where the division was but therein lies the problem is that people have uh, got to realize that growth is going to inevitable it will happen no matter what and it's about how that growth is managed and how it's uh, controlled and so, with that being said, I think that's where the the division was created. The, you know, the old stereotype move-ins versus natives. La, 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 what a bunch of <laughs> hogwash. But where it needs to come back to center is, I think, and it's slowly starting to transition that. But no matter what, you're going to have a bad apple in every group, the move-in group and or the native group. And I think uh majority of those natives that got uh, offended and or disgusted have left I think a majority of them have Um, those that are still existing and still around are the ones that love the mountains love their recreation and love where they live whether it was uh, like my grandparents and my great grandparents uh, homesteaded here um, you know that's why I'm here purely for that reason it's not because of the growth that's happening it's because of the mountains and my freedoms that I've always enjoyed here and so it's, a, it's about unity between the ones that have grown up and been born and raised here and the ones that are moving here to get away from society of, of the United States, to abandon that and have their own private little life, just as we've always enjoyed our private life. And so it's about meeting at the kitchen table and shaking hands is really what it is. So Michelle, you grew up over in Jackson, right? Yes. When did you move over to this side?
0: Uh, I've actually been back and forth for many years. Parents, divorce, so I back and forth a lot. Um, but moved back to here three years ago just because I've always liked this side much better. Uh, everybody seems to be a little bit more down to earth, uh, more about the outdoors and not more about the money Yeah. and stuff like that. So.
1: And you were saying you've been back and forth for a while. How has it changed, you know, in your experience from when you first started coming over here to now that you're living over here? You know, maybe some of those changes that Wade was talking about, have you seen some sort of similar changes in your experience?
0: Yes, definitely some population shifts. Um, a lot of people coming in. It's kind of a revolving door. People go back and forth between Jackson all the time. They find somewhere to live there but then just can't deal with it, come back over here, still commute. Um, and a lot of people complain about the weather all the time. And just it's just kind of funny because the weather has has always been this – up and down and all around. So it's just kind of funny that, you know, even there, you know, people have their own attitudes about it. And um, you either like it here or you don't. And people who don't, don't stay very long. So again, there's that revolving door thing. And um, the population here really exploded in the last, I'd say, 10 years. It's gotten much bigger and much more diverse, um, that with the housing. Um, all the subdivisions that went up which are now empty and you know i think we were expecting that growth to just really explode but we don't have still we don't have the economy to support that sort of population still and so i think we'll need to see more growth to see where that goes
1: and i think from from talking to both of you it's kind of sounded like that there was more of a division and people have kind of come to center a little bit you know around this one issue where you know it's because there was you know i've heard uh my editor Rachel was up at the was up at the hill climb and she was saying that you know someone was saying like they were talking about the divide and she heard someone say divide what are you talking like what are you talking about and it made me think you know that uh there are a lot of i th- I think that newcomer old timer whatever you want to call it like it pops up in different areas of life and i think what is it about this issue you know this one issue that has made people able to come to more to center or come more together when, you know, in other parts of the valley there's still sort of, you know, divide in other areas of life? Is it just that, you know, it is this kind of just because this is why people move here or what do you think it is?
2: I, th- I think uh, the reason people move here is purely for the recreation aspect because, I mean, that that is the biggest driver. That is the economy in this valley now as far that's my opinion. Um, there are still a few diehard farmers around, um, still trying to scratch out a living. I mean, but that's, that's just like going to Vegas as far as I'm concerned, farming. I mean, it's nothing but a pure gamble because mother nature controls that. But, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think that it's slowly starting to go away as far as the division, but, uh, it's still going to creep out no matter what, just like I said, you know, there's always going to be a bad apple in every group and, uh, it's, it's, it's about, compromise, you know, and I think the division originally happened because Natives felt like they were uh, they were taken offense and not respected for being land managers and or ranchers and farmers in this country and they they felt like their opinion didn't matter in public uh, forums and or private uh, conversations and so I think that therein lied the, the division but there has to be mutual respect on both sides in order for anything to happen in any association
0: i think we we do have a common respect and that's for the environment and where we live but people seem to not not see that when the division is happening they don't really narrow it down to that they're more in where they came from and what their values are and comparing values where we should more be comparing why we're here it's just for the love of the mountains and stuff. And I will say that the Jackson Hill climb compared to our hill climb that we just had, people were worried. I mean, I was worried a little bit because Jackson's um hill climb can get really out of control. Really? Um, but I really felt like this hill climb was uh um a model for what, you know, what this what this community is about. We're about family. There's a lot of families out there, up there, and it was much different from the one that you would see at, at Jackson. It's just a much different environment all around, I think.
2: I think uh, the reason there is a difference between ours and their hill climb is, uh, for one aspect, uh, their hill climb in, in Jackson goes right into town. So right. you have multiple bars, multiple businesses, multiple... Aspects of that that where it's readily available and uh, you know it's a broad controlled environment, and so you know, and I've I've talked to police departments over the years in Jackson, the police department over there, and they say that it is the busiest weekend that they have in the police department, but it also is the largest economy weekend, economic weekend that they Jackson sees. Um, now that it's under new ownership over there. I know that there's little, you know, hey, the snow cl- hill climbs might go away, and then they might. But the, when that's bringing in five million dollars, you know, between five and fifteen million dollars uh, into a community in a matter of two days, it they will not drop it. They can't. to say, Michelle. You're saying that? Yeah, you're agreeing with me. They will on never out. drop yeah. the hill climb no. in Jackson. No.
0: The businesses, although they may complain, and the locals do complain a lot. It really does a lot for the town, and it's our off season. That's and right. so, really, I mean, it's amazing to have that sort of weekend economically on the off season.
2: And I think that was the the hometown feeling at Targhee is for the aspect that it's a self contained, you know, separated from town. I mean, it's ten minutes from Driggs, but uh, the venue there uh, supplied uh, some of the same aspects that Jackson did, but in a much smaller, contained environment. And so, can it ever be ten thousand people? No, I don't see it. I really don't see it. I don't ever see that hill climb getting bigger than five thousand people at the most, you know, because it's just the venue just can't handle it. Do you think the differences between
1: the Jackson Hill climb and the the Targy Hill climb we just had kind of are almost are almost similar to the differences between the two towns or the two areas themselves, where we're a bit more laid back and but not as much, you know, you know business going on and everything,
2: and they have a bit more stuff going on, but a bit crazier, a bit more hectic and I mean, Targhee is actually acquired. The I don't know if it's their theme or logo. I mean, they are a green resort, correct? I mean, I mean, so you know, there was a lot of people that actually brought up that point, saying, you know, how can you have a snowmobile event on a at a green resort? Oh, know, really? When uh, you know you got two-stroke smoke, and you know you don't have biodiesel, and you were trying to be a green theme uh, resort, and so I don't, you know, and I like I said. There's opinions in every group and I think that's what happened is people are saying how can you do this but then others saying absolutely do it do it do it because there was a lot of decisions that went into that on the economic basis uh, of Targhee I mean it, they gained an additional weekend they gained uh, I mean they filled all those hotels up there I mean every room is packed um, and then not along with that I mean uh, team Yamaha rented the the mountain and the you know a portion of the resort, all day monday uh because they wanted to do testing on their snowmobiles the following day and so you know there's like i said it's a snowball effect i mean once you start something whether it's going to completely fail in a matter of 2 years or it's going to be nothing but grow and in this case it's going to do nothing but grow and to sort of to fin- finish things off you know you're saying that
1: you know I, cuz i agree that it's totally you know there isn't that big like hard line division between the two user groups anymore but like you were saying michelle um you know you you still get some some dirty looks from people skinning up and i think you know nothing's going to stop that but you know if you look at the changes from like let's say the 90s from when it was really you know sort of polarized or whatever to today where do you see you know like in five or ten years do you think people like michelle do you think people still give you the the skinning crowd will still give you some dirty looks when you're when you're going up the hill on a sled to ski or
0: Possibly, and, and we are being as respectful as we can. We slow down. We don't just totally fly by, throttle open. I mean, there's we try to show respect, but I think there's always going to be, like Wade said, uh, those bad apples, those people who just can't be happy with the way things are because they, they don't like change. And that's hard for people in this valley, I think. I think that's the hardest thing, and nobody wants to see change, but... It's inevitable, and it happens everywhere. I mean, this town's changed a lot since the 80s, so it's just going to keep going.
2: I view it uh, purely as an ant hill. You know, the more ants there are on the hill, the more organized they have to be. And the more people that come into this valley, the more organized we have to be. And we all have to live and play together. And you're going to have a few of those that disagree. But at the end of the day, no matter what, um, to be a, a human society, we have to agree and compromise and meet together and deal with it. And uh, that means motor groups have to give, but then again that means the skiers and the bicyclers and the hikers. I mean we all as user groups have to put in our two cents and then we have to lose two cents too. There has to be an even kill. But, uh, and that's really what I'm about is trying to develop that teeter-totter effect and that balance and acquire that balance and not necessarily one side or another. Cool. Well, Wade, Michelle, thank you very much for coming in today. I
1: appreciate it. Yeah,
0: thank thank you. you.
1: Thanks to Wade Kaufman and Michelle Nicholson. You can listen to all of our episodes at tetonvalleynews.net or on SoundCloud. The music on today's show came from Ben Fox and was used under the Creative Commons license. I'm Scott Stunts. Thanks for listening.